Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about your audition book and namely the three tiers to creating a really powerful, purposeful, and fierce audition book. Um, This is the process that I go through with clients when I'm coaching them. So if you are looking to refine your audition book, find better material that suits you and actually shows off your personality so they can get to know you and yet also serves all the different kind of genres um, that are musical genres that are going to be coming across audition boards, then this is the episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to Studying the Song, a podcast to help musical theater actors figure out what to sing and how to sing it so that you shine in your audition, one-woman show, or leading role. My friends, talent and passion are only the beginning. I believe there is freedom in preparation. I believe that when you put in the work, practice the skills, and do the research, something amazing happens. You become so prepared in your craft that you become unstoppable. In this podcast, I want to give you the tools and skills to create a powerful audition book that showcases your artistry and actually gets you work. I want you to feel totally at home reading the musical score of a show, and I want to help you define your unique artistic voice. Consider me your own personal vocal coach in your earbuds, cheering you on and bringing you the reality checks you need along the way. I'm Corey Yamaoka, and I'm so excited to be walking this journey with you. Let's dive in. Hey guys, I'm super excited to be sharing this information with you today. Um, I love working with people on their audition books. I love watching them perform, getting a sense of who they are, and then helping remind them what's so like unique and fascinating about them, and then helping them find the songs that are going to showcase those things about them, and yet also like work for all the different kinds of auditions that they're going to go on. So this is really like my jam. This is the place I love to be. I could spend hours researching material for people. And if you end up coaching with me at some point in the future, um, I'll also just like send random texts to people and be like, oh, I heard this song and it made me think of you. Like I can't turn it off. It's what I love to do. So I thought it would be helpful if I shared with you my process for how I sort of break down an audition book. And it's, there's like three different tiers to it in, in my opinion. And what there's three, um, you know, sort of, I don't know, what do you call them? Columns that you're trying to make your songs fit into. And I think a lot of times we're just thinking of the different musical styles, but it actually goes beyond that. So let's start with the first tier. The first thing you want to think about when you're putting together your audition book is that you're trying to share with the creative team who you are, right? You're trying to show them what you can do with your voice, You're trying to show them your acting technique, and yet you're also trying to show them that you'd be a really awesome person to work with and that you're interesting and you have opinions about the world and things that you love, and you're trying to let them know who you are in a very short amount of time. So the first section or the first tier of creating an audition book is making it about you. Highlight what you offer and do a little bit of work discovering or actually like writing down what it is that you bring to the table. So that could be certain strengths that you have vocally. It could be that you're a coloratura soprano. It could be that you're a really great belter. Um, You might have really great riffing ability. Write down what are those things vocally that you feel really strong about or acting wise, 
I'm a vocal coach, so I think more in vocal elements. And then also you want to be thinking about what in your personality do you want to be showing them? So an easy way to do this is to think about, you know, it's hard to like talk about our own personality, right? It's much easier when we're asking somebody else, like, what do you think are my like three best personality traits, right? (laughs) It's hard to say, oh, I love this about myself, but you have to do the work. So start with, instead of like, what do I love about myself? Think about what are like three of my core values that I want to represent in somewhere in the songs that are in my book? What are the three core values that I want this creative team to know about me? And if they hire me, this is how I am. This is who I am going to be when I'm working with them. So for example, like you may have loyalty as one of your core values. It's extremely important that your friends know that you are always on their side and that you're always there for them. Okay, so how can you bring loyalty into one of your song choices? One of your core values might be your family, and it might be that you're a mom or just that like having a strong family unit is really important to you and that's a priority in your life. How can you reflect that in one of your songs? Uh, Another core value might be that you care for others. Like it's you want to be lifting other people up and taking them along with you and you show that care in your relationships. How do you show that in a song? So what are three of your core values? Then go to the harder question, which is like, what are three personality traits that you love about yourself that you could also bring into your music? Um, your music choices. So I'll, for myself, what do I love about myself? Um, my intelligence, that's something that I've always really identified with. It's something I've always relied on, um, that I am smart. I can study, I can do well in school and that makes me feel good about myself. So I would want a song where I can feature the intelligent side of acting and singing. You know, that might be a Sondheim song or something where there's a little bit more depth or, it might be a kind of a brainy character. Maybe that's how I would show intelligence. Um, somebody like Joe in Little Women, she's very smart, right? Um, and, and she brings that into her delivery and in her, into her songs. I'm also kind of whimsical and I have like a childlike sense of humor sometimes and I love children's books and I like watching cartoons and all of that. So I would try to find something that's just kind of like fun and light and whimsical. And then another personality trait, I don't know if it's a trait, but Like when I'm cooking, I'm always missing an ingredient. And, you know, it just doesn't make that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal to me. Jason's always joking around like, how come you just can't like make sure you have all the ingredients when you go to the store? I'm like, well, you know, I don't have cabbage, but but Brussels sprouts are like little mini cabbages. So I'll just make sure it's the same amount. Like if it's a cup, it's a cup and they're, you know, it's similar. So I think that's funny about myself. I would try to bring something like that into play in a song where it's a character that doesn't make a big deal about things or somebody that goes with the flow or, um, I don't know, who, who thinks things are easier while other people think they are hard, maybe, maybe something like that. So take this time, write down, like get out a piece of paper or better yet, go to my resources page and actually download, I have a workbook there and it has all of this in there for you. It used to be called the 10 audition book categories you need. So if you've already downloaded that, 
cool. Now it's the 10 audition categories you need workbook. It may be a different title than that, but I'll just tell you that's what it is right now. It will be the only workbook on my resources page. And there will be little blocks for you to be able to write this in. If you don't get that, just use a pad of paper. You know how to do that. Um, so what are your core values? What are three personality traits that you love about yourself? And then what are things that you're passionate about? So are there certain composers that you love? Make sure there's a song by one of those composers in your book. Is there a topic that's dear to your heart? Like is mental health something that has affected you or someone in your life? And so shows like Dear Evan Hansen that really address that. I said Hansen in a very weird way just now. Dear Evan Hansen, that's more me. Um, Shows that address mental health, mental illness, next to normal might be another show where you're like, that really is like a topic I'm passionate about. And so I want to do work like that. Put that in this little section about passions, right? Make sure these things make their way into your book. And then not only will it become obvious that those are things that identify with you identify with because you're going to sing them with so much more passion, but they can also just be conversation starters. Um, you know, maybe somebody asks why you have that, or I don't know, it's just a way for things to come up. Like, oh, I really love Diana in Next to Normal, and so I've got, you know, didn't I see this movie? Is that the name of the song? Didn't I see that movie with? Yeah, where she's talking about one flew over the cuckoo's nest and that kind of stuff, and just it's a way for you to talk and be you. And it's all inside your book. So, oh, there's one more element to being you. In this first tier about you, who you are, your values, your traits, your passions, also jot down or also make sure included in your book are dream roles that you have. Now, dream roles feel so like, it's my dream role. It could just be a role that you really like and that you connect with. Think about that, all right? Or a show that you really um, enjoy and would love to be a part of, and it's on your bucket list. Maybe I should call these bucket list roles, but they should also be things that you can do soon, right? Like if you're 25, don't put Mama Rose from Gypsy on on your dream role because you're not going to play her yet, right? So put roles, dream roles, two or three of them, things that you could play in the next, you know, one to five years. And make sure that you've got songs that you would use to audition for those inside your book. Or you could actually go to those roles and pick out their songs and put them in your book. So that when you go to your book, you've got a book full of songs that feel like you, that feel like you're connected to them. They're the music that you love. They're the topics that you love to sing about. And they're actually going to be songs you could use to audition for dream roles when they come up at your local theaters. You know, like this should be a priority to to have it feel like home, like your audition book is a place of home. And I know when we're first creating audition books, we're just trying to like cover different categories. We feel like, oh, we don't have enough of this or that, or oh, this new show is coming out and I don't have anything in my book. I got to find something that can feel frenetic and chaotic and not purposeful and not reflective of you. You're just finding the best thing that will fit for that time. And that's okay. That happens for a while. But then as you go on, you start to refine your book, right? You get to refine your choices. You discover who you are and what you like to do. And so you'll just keep 
filling in better choices. So tier number one, highlight yourself and what you offer, what you're bringing to the table. Okay. The second tier of creating this purposeful, amazing, fierce audition book is you need to cover the musical genres that exist. Okay. I like to suggest 10 different genres. And that feels like a lot because when you're, even when you're talking about like pop rock, there's actually subdivisions of genre there. So it's like more than 10. 10 is just sort of like the, the large overarching umbrella number. And then you can pick out the ones that are most closely related to the work that you do. Like you may never be in an operetta and that kind of work is not, um, on your, dream board or whatever, right? So you might not need an operetta category. Or you may be really amazing at operetta and feel like, you know, singing a a rock song is not as vital to your book. I would contest you a little bit if that was your point of view, because all musical theater now, not all, but like 80% of it is having like rock music undertones to it. So you need to be able to switch a little bit into that. But you get the illustration. Like you may not need all 10. I have a whole, actually I have a two-part series on this. It's episode two and three at the beginning of my podcasting journey where I talk about all of those categories, but let me just give you a very quick rundown so you can kind of get a sense of what I'm talking about. These are going to be familiar to you, but this second tier of covering the music genres, these are what those would be. You should have an operetta style piece. That's like 1800s up to like the 1930s. This is for shows like Gilbert and Sullivan shows like Pirates of Penzance, HMS Pinafore. Um, It could also be for contemporary pieces that are written with that style, like Light in the Piazza or Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. So just because I say operetta and it's from 1800s to 1930s doesn't mean it's not applicable and totally useful today. The second category would be a vaudeville or Tin Pan Alley type song. And these are songs that were standalone songs, like a love song or a comedy song. And they did not fit into a show that had like that integrated book and music. So that really is what defines the golden age is that the characters have these scenes and then it naturally leads into a song where the character's journey is continuing that was not always the case. In, you know, the early 1900s, 1920s, it was vaudeville shows where it was just like you'd come on and you'd do your number and you'd entertain. Um, Or it would be like a big review with like the dancing chorus here and then the comedian here and then you'd come out and do your beautiful love song. Some of the composers would be like Irving Berlin, Rodgers and Hart, George Gershwin, Harold Arlen, Jerome Kern, et cetera, et cetera. Again, get the 10 audition book categories workbook, and it will have all this info in there, okay? The third musical category is golden age. So what I just said, that transition where characters are actually experiencing a character arc that continues through the music, and that is, you know, Rodgers and Hammerstein shows like Oklahoma and Sound of Music and South Pacific, but it's also like My Fair Lady and The Pajama Game and Music Man and West Side Story and Guys and Dolls, okay? That's like 1943 to 1968, okay? 1968 is when Hair 
first came on the scene, that's like rock musical and sort of changes the game, right? So you want to go golden age. For golden age, I like having an up-tempo and a ballad. So that's two songs. Oh, no. That's even more songs in your book. Um, it's okay. You guys don't have to have every single one of these, but do your best. And golden age, I would say, is one of the most elemental that everybody should have. Post-golden age, starting at that 1968 point up until about 1990, you get this other sort of um, style of show where it's so a lot of them are often like director choreographer shows. So it's very much about dance. They're still continuing the character's journey through the songs, like in those integrated musicals of the golden age. Integrated has to do with that book and music being integrated. It is not a racial reference of any sort, just to clarify. So post-Golden Age just has maybe different musical styles that it's drawing on. It's drawing on a little bit more pop music. It's got 70s kind of sounds. Um, you know, it's a different sound than that 40s, 50s, 60s music, okay? Those kinds of shows would be like Candor and Ebb shows like Chicago or a chorus line or baby or cats or nine or working like a city of angels, which is a jazz score, but it's still in that post golden. You know what? I would probably take city of angels out of there and put it in a jazz setting, but okay. Just pretend I didn't say city of angels. So it's a different flavor of music, but it's still using that integrated storytelling. Okay. Then a fifth category, y'all got to have a Sondheim song right? Like Sondheim is a, is a genre unto, unto himself. Yes, you can bring Sondheim into an audition. And if you're auditioning for Sondheim, that's probably a really good choice. There are many, many pieces that are fine for pianists to play. You do not have to, you know, never bring in a Sondheim because you're worried about the accompaniment. Just have to make smart choices about it and know what, you know, what kind of theater situation you're in. If they're doing a Sondheim show, most likely they're, they're going to have an accompanist that can play that. The sixth genre is going to be rock musicals. So not rock music like radio hits, but actual rock musicals like Jesus Christ Superstar, Grease, The Wiz, Evita, Dreamgirls, Hairspray, Heathers, Hamilton, Waitress, Mean Girls, like all that kind of stuff. So you're going to want a song from those kinds of shows. Seventh category is pop opera. Am I wearing you out? Yeah, there's a lot of categories to cover, right? And this is one of the tiers is making sure you have these covered. Pop opera is like high drama. You need to have legit vocals, but it's like legit pop, like Phantom of the Opera, Les Mis, Miss Saigon, um, Scarlet Pimpernel, that kind of stuff. Jekyll and Hyde would be in there. The eighth category is contemporary musical theater. That's like 1990 to today. And things sort of shift in the 90s. Again, you have a, a different kind of style of writing the songs. There's a lot more um, rhythmic quality to the melody that is reflective of speech. Whereas in earlier eras, it's like the, the melodist, the melodist, the composer is writing a melody on his own. While now in contemporary musical theater, it's like the lyrics are written and a melody is created to fit, I guess like melodies are always created to fit lyrics, but it just sounds more spoken quality. So I'm thinking about like last five years, right? Jason Robert Brown, um, Spelling Bee, um, William Finn shows, right? 
Um, other examples could be Grey Gardens, Title of Show, The Color Purple, Fun Home, Amelie. Again, there's like a shift in sound. There's a shift in the way the songs are written, and you'll want to cover that. I find most people have no problem with contemporary musical theater. This is sort of their like most robust category. I do think it's helpful to have an up-tempo and a ballad in this category specifically. Um, the ninth category would be your radio top 40 hits. So this, you're going to need like a variety of styles and that's where like your song list kind of expands. But um, it's like find the rock, quote unquote, rock genres that actually apply to shows you want to be in. Okay, you don't need every single rock category if you're not going to be in that kind of a show. Like, for example, Motown. A Motown era would be things like Hairspray and the Carole King musical Beautiful, Motown, All Shook Up, Memphis, Tina, Jersey Boys, Dreamgirls. If those aren't things that you are right for, these also tend to be dance-oriented shows. Many of them, you have to, if you're in the ensemble, you've got to be a really amazing dancer to do them. Um if then you don't need that kind of a song. I love Motown. I love that era. I think it's easy to find those songs, but, and there's also some good reviews like, um, what am I trying to say? What's that musical? I can't think of it. It'll come to me later when I'm doing the dishes. Anywho, find the, find the categories, the, the rock genres that fit you. 70s folk rock, disco, 80s pop rock, contemporary. That's like, R&B, hip-hop, punk, Latin, and then country slash folk or country bluegrass. Y'all, that is an underutilized category in many people's audition books. There's so many great shows that have a country flavor to it, like Violet and Bright Star and The Robber Bridegroom and Pretty Woman, actually, which nobody's doing anything from Pretty Woman, but it totally sounds like Faith Hill songs from the 1990s. Y'all go look at the Pretty Woman score and find some songs in there. Um, and then the last category, this is like the Sherry Sanders category. She used to call it like the fairy or poetic category. And these are more like singer, songwriter, emotional, intimate shows. So you've got to have something. I mean, I feel like everybody and their brother wants to be in Town, Waitress, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet, also like Spring Awakening and Once, all those shows. So find something that's of that ilk. Ilk? Is that what it is? Yes. An ancient word. Find something of that ilk. So that's nine categories. And then the 10th one that I tell people is like you need to have a money cut. Money cut just means this is the one that you use that always works, that always lands, that feels great in your voice, shows you off. And this is something you'll discover over time. This is something that um, you don't have to know right away, but like I was just in auditions for Lempica at the um, the La Jolla Playhouse in San Diego, and the composer was there, and he was asking, like if they didn't find, if they didn't hear what they wanted in that first song, he's like, what else do you have in your book? Something that you just love to sing. And what he was looking for was to, he wanted people to showcase everything their voice could do when they were at their most like joyful and free feeling singing. That's a really good in a nutshell. I just like said that off the top of my head. Yes. Who are you? What is the song where you feel the most joyful and most free in your voice? 
that's your money cut. Coolio. And then if you look at the at the um, the workbook, you'll also see a bonus category. So that's if you do something like specialty, like you're in the Disney circuit and you need a Disney song. Um, you're a great jazz big band singer. You need a big band song that's going to like show that. It's so like a buble song or something like that or gospel or blues, um, you know, all these sort of specialties. Not everybody has to have all of those, but if that's something you do, then definitely showcase it. Okay. That was a lot of talking. That was a lot of fast going through the different music genres. But all of that to say that that is a huge element in what you're trying to cover in your book. But you also need to infuse your choices within those categories with your core values and the personality traits that you love about yourself and what your passions are, the topics that you love or the composers or um, the shows and, and be including that as another way of how you're deciding on your music. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Okay. And then this is the area, tier number three to creating this purposeful, well-stocked book that is juicy and diverse and shows you off. I call this, um, this tier emotional moments. Now I know we're not supposed to be acting an emotional moment, right? This is just how I'm describing this category. So don't come at me with like, you're not acting an emotion. You're supposed to be going after an action and a goal with an objective. I know all that. Okay. I love you all. Emotional moments. I have opened up people's books before, and they may have a variety of genres, but they're all ballads, and they're all about falling in love. Or they're all quirky ingenues overcoming the world. So those are like two different emotional moments. They're two different moments in a person's life, possible moments in a character's journey in a show. And they're great moments, falling in love or picking yourself up off the floor and overcoming, right? So don't have just one or two moments reflected in your material. I know you might be that ingenue that's always going to get cast as the romantic lead and you need to show them that you can fall in love and you feel heartfelt as you're doing that. That's great. But you also need to show some other moments in a character's journey because that's not all that the ingenue is going to do, right? So some, some other things you might show, well, as an example, falling in love would be like, if I loved you, um, that's from Carousel, or the next 10 minutes from the last five years, that would be like a contemporary version, modern-ish version. You could also be overcoming, like defying the powers that be and overcoming the odds. And that would be like defying gravity, astonishing. A lighter version might be, I'm the bravest individual I have ever known. What's that from? How to Succeed, I think. How to Succeed? No, (laughs) that's Sweet Charity. (laughs) Sorry, guys. It could be, um, this is me from The Greatest Showman, where you're like, part of that overcoming is finally recognizing the power within, right? Um, It might be, you're nothing without me from City of Angels, where the the two guys, like the writer and then the, his character that is also his, the, the writer's writing a movie and the movie character is one of the actors in the show, right? And they're both sing songs and stuff. And they're singing to each other that 
you know, I'm the, the powerful one. I'm the writer. And the other character's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm the, the character that everybody loves and you're nothing without me. So they're both owning their power. That's cool. Have a song like that. Could you also have um, a vulnerable or intimate moment? And this could be like that you're losing love, like you're breaking up, or it could be that you're grieving somebody's death or just that you're alone or that you're lost, right? So it's something like I'm still hurting from the last five years is so heartbreaking and intimate. It's very different than if I loved you where you're hopeful and looking ahead and you're like, oh, I want to fall in love and I'm feeling the swell of emotion. That's, that's intimate, but it's not about loss. It's not a painful intimate where I'm still hurting is painful, okay? Um, or even something like Come to Your Senses from Tick, Tick, Boom, which, you know, we're all about Tick, Tick, Boom right now because of the movie that came out this last year, um, where it's like, wake up. Why can't you figure this out, right? Something like Lifeboat from Heathers is... Um, it's sad. Like those characters, it's all a little bit tongue in cheek, but that's a really intimate, vulnerable, being alone and lost kind of song. Yeah. You get the idea there. And then how about an emotional moment where you're just like having fun and you're partying and you're celebrating something like, let's hear it for the boy or out tonight from rent, right? Where is it that you're just like enjoying being on stage? Another moment would be um, a song of inspiration. And this, I think, is totally under underutilized or undercapitalized on by, by singers. It's like, what is your song of hope where you're inspiring and you're picking people up and you're showing them a better way? So that could be like in Carousel, You'll Never Walk Alone. Now you'll never walk alone, right? So inspiring. I'm never going to be alone. Thank you for singing that to me. It could be You Will Be Found from Dear Evan, Dear Evan Hansen um, or like Hold On from The Secret Garden. Hold on, do, 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 do. hold on. You're like, oh, yes, I'm going to be, I'm going to be okay because you're singing this song to me. Where are those kinds of songs in your book? You don't always have to be like owning your own power. You could be helping someone else own their power. That's cool. How about a song that's just an I want song, right? The song where you're dreaming about that better future. Doesn't have to be about love though. Could just be a better future. Um, these are such like uh, hallmarks. Stamp, what are they like? Touchstones of musical theater part of your world, somewhere that's green, in my own little corner, how far I'll go from Moana, I just can't wait to be king from the Lion King, um, even like Girl Scout from Beetlejuice, which is comedic, uh, but it's still about somebody saying who they want to be, yeah? A darker version is 17, like when can we just be 17? And it's kind of like sad and has all this ugh, stuff underneath it, but it's still like the I want, the I wish song. So you get the idea. Have a variety of emotional moments. Look at your songs and start like, you know, make a little, again, download the workbook and you'll get this, but you want to have your song and then you want to have like a little spreadsheet next to it. What about me does this show? What category is this in? And what emotional moment is it 
taking, what emotional moment is this character going through? And as you're listing all your songs out, you want to make sure that you have a variety in each of those. It's showing a variety of elements about you. It's You have a variety of musical genres shown, and then you have a variety of emotional moments. Okay. I kind of felt like I was talking fast, so I apologize for that. I just get so passionate. Download the workbook. You'll be able to write all this down. There's going to be an area where you can just like brainstorm new songs because what I've done in the past is it was just a checklist of the categories and with composer names and shows to look at. So you could be like, oh, I need to get my golden age song. And it would have a bunch of different composers and you could go to the YouTube rabbit hole and start listening and write down ideas. So I'll have a little spot for you to write those ideas down within each category. And I just think it, it's like the DIY. Like if, if you want to schedule a session with me, I would be more than happy to walk you through that. That's what I love to do. And I love to speak into people's lives and show them what I think is really special about them. But you can also do this yourself. And that can be like your first step is your self-guided audition book audit and your self-guided um, coaching. Coach yourself through this process. And using the, the workbook, you'll have a little bit of me helping you along the way. All right, that's it. I hope this helped you. Again, the three tiers are make sure you're highlighting you and what you offer. Make sure you're showing a variety of music genres. And then make sure you're showing a variety of emotional moments. You can find the workbook at koryamaoka.com on the resources page. That will be available for you totally free of charge. It's a gift. It's how I want to help you. Um, you can find more information about coaching with me on the website as well, koryamaoka.com. It'll be there right on the homepage as you enter. All right, y'all. I hope you are healthy and well. I hope you are blessed this week. I will see you next time right here on Studying the Song.